Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Welcome to Money in the Market on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, special purpose acquisition companies or SPACs have surged in popularity over the last two years. And that led to an 18 month frenzy that started in 2020 of deal making that catapulted hundreds of companies onto the stock market. Now, today's SPAC deals are down by nearly. Uh, 50% with major banks announcing that they would tone down, if not exit, their involvement in the long term. Joining us on the phone to tell us more is Martin Henneke, who is head of Asia Investment Advisory at St. James's Place. Martin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be on again. Thank you. Great to have you with us. So, Martin, as I mentioned, we've seen a multitude of SPACs launch on global markets over the past two years. Can you talk to us about where we are now in terms of the SPAC space? Have SPACs lost some of their shine? Well, yes, I would certainly say they have mm-hmm. lost, uh, lost most of their uh, shine. And so there's less of a need uh, for me to be uh, a strong critic uh, on them as mm-hmm. I was in the early days. And maybe I would just say the two main reasons for how the SPAC, you know, bubble, or how I call it, emerged and and then um, okay. uh, went away was basically a hype in the sectors of new energy and tech, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. being very popular, which is when investors don't really look that carefully at prices. And then that was coupled with a lot of conflict of interest uh, that I see in the SPAC structure. In fact, there has been some great academic research being done uh, on it in, in a paper called A Sober Look at Spots that I would highly recommend uh, anybody interested there um, uh, to read. But basically, SPACs have been marketed a lot as being cheaper than IPOs, mm-hmm. as being or giving investors access to things they couldn't otherwise own. But but most parties involved with this uh, really got a lot of fees without having the same interest as retail investors who buy into SPACs post-merger. But it does differ market to market, doesn't it? Because we saw three SPACs list here in Singapore earlier this year. And we know that regulations were quite tight when it comes to SPACs in the local market here. So how do SPACs differ cross-country markets? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Singapore uh, did see uh, some of those very severe conflicts of interest that were present in the SPAC market that actually led to the U.S. boom partly, I believe. Um, and, you know, they have uh, made some changes to it. So, for example, a cap on dilution, restricting on uh, voting of the original investors for SPAC mergers and then exiting before it actually happens, you know, with profit and going away, which, which in the U.S., 90% of the initial IPOs back investors actually, mm. uh, when they voted for mergers, walked away before, before it happened. So, yes, in Singapore, there's less conflict of interest, but I think... Um, maybe partly for this reason, you also see less interest uh, in, in the space from retail investors than compare this what happened in the uh, U.S. before. Uh, because those parties that were getting rich on those deals, uh, you know, which is basically sponsors, target companies, initial IPO investors, underwriters, even the, the pipe investors who are all um, benefited from that at the expense, I believe, you know, to good extent on retail investors. As that's not happening anymore, all those parties have less interest to to promote it. And we have seen that a lot of the returns on SPACs haven't been that good. So I think now it's more 
you know, more selective, more sophisticated investors who, who look at these and the structure is not all that different anymore to what it was in the in the early days. I don't really think, though, that retail investors who don't fully understand mm-hmm. what they're getting into and all the terms and conditions should be jumping, you know, uh, uh, in, into those, even with those changes that Singapore government has made. I see. Jumping on the SPAC bandwagon, we're speaking with Martin Haneke, head of Asia Investment Advisory at St. James's Place. And, you know, Martin, when it comes to a lot of investment fads, what seems to be a way to earn easy money isn't necessarily then, is it? So what type of investment products should investors steer clear from and what type should we focus on then? Well, I think two things. Firstly, just generally be very, very conscious that any particularly great stories and any highs, any markets that have done particularly well, one has to be very, very careful about valuations there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not even without any conflict of interest or any of those kind of things. And, you know, always when we see very popular stories, very much enthusiasm, often valuations are high. Give you another um, example, the cannabis boom, like in early 2019, we got a lot of inquiries about that, but now that index is down over 90%. So be very careful with the popular things uh, at, at any given time. Diversify, never be too overconfident. The other thing is sort of magic product space, which the specs also fell into. Um, you know, be conscious there of the risk as well. Mm-hmm. Anything where, where there's high guaranteed returns or special products sounding like too good to be true or with, you know, mm. being a winner in any scenario. Um, leverage is also one I'm, I have been speaking out uh, of you know, being very careful with. Mm. Uh, a lot of advisors have been recommending uh, leverage, particularly in, in the fixed interest space with low interest rate, but that can backfire very dramatically, as we have seen. Uh, uh, this year. Nobody knows where interest rates are still going to be heading and then you have the credit risk at the same time, etc., etc. Those things are not nearly as predictable as uh, some people might think. So uh, be careful in this regard. Okay, so how can investors or how are you advising clients then to navigate the current volatility that we're seeing in markets at the moment? Well, in terms of investment product, mm-hmm. again, I'd suggest trying to just keep it relatively simple uh, in, into structures that one can understand. In terms of market timing, you know, what I've been seeing over, over 20 years of being in the industry is that generally when retail investors try to attempt market timing, it might actually backfire. Uh, most often when markets have dropped, people are getting nervous and either not wanting to invest or wanting to exit, etc., etc., and one can easily get whipsawed like that. So we actually don't recommend to try attempting short-term market timing. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think that's important is just keeping your whole asset base in mind, being conscious of the different risks and the different asset classes that you are taking. Nothing is ever risk-free. It's just relative to other things, even cash. When you look at inflation rates now, mm-hmm. you have massive negative real interest rates really across the, the globe. Um, and so not investing you know, is, is also one risk. And you have to carefully balance uh, the market risk versus inflation risk, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe, you know, put some monies into different buckets where they can, they can protect you from different types of risk. So what news are you looking out for in the week ahead then, Martin, to guide investment strategy? Uh, like last week, everybody thought the inflation numbers uh, in the U.S. coming down a bit, that risk has gone away, it has all peaked before we then saw in the U.K., uh, the index jumping above 10%, mm-hmm. and globally, and even in Asia, the pressure is remaining. So I think we haven't seen 
you know, this story um, to be quite over as yet. Uh, and uh, uh, again, coming back to my earlier point, I think there is definitely a need for investing, if only as a means uh, of protecting against inflation. Mm-hmm. Then make sure you look at uh, different types of baskets. Don't neglect market that may not be popular just because they have dropped. Often there can be quite a good uh, valuation uh, uh, opportunity. And then invest for the medium to long term. Don't ever try to you know, speculate short term because there, there are so many unknowns, so many uncertainties, so many macro risks. It's very hard to, to make those short term predictions. Okay, Martin. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for sharing your insights. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Martin Haneke, head of Asia Investment Advisory at St. James's Place. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.